Cruise Control streams live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us live on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information. This is Cruise Control, Control. your on-air automotive magazine with co-hosts Fred Staub and Les Jackson. Everything you need to know about new and used cars. Industry news will fix or repair your car on the air. Fasten your seatbelts and let us take the wheel. Your ride is about to begin because you're on Cruise Cruise Control. Yes, indeed. Welcome, everybody, to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. It's us again. I'm Les Jackson. The other guy is Fred Staub. You know him. You love him. You can't live without him. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, as usual, we have a lot of stuff to cover today. The industry's just going crazy. Yeah, it sure is, Les. And... uh... We're going to start this hour with GM planning to get rid of one of its electric vehicles, or maybe all signs point to the fact that they might be doing that. Sure seems to. And what will they replace it with? That's our question. Well, and we're not sure of the answer. Uh, Also, Chevy is just about out of the car business. Uh, They're going to lose the spark. (laughs) Uh, Now, honestly, I like that writing. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen, uh, well, that's okay. I, I, I'm seeing no Chevrolet cars on the road these days. I, you that's because they're not, s- not making them. <laughs> no, it's just sad. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll talk about that. And engine and motor tech, don't you? I still call it an engine if it runs on fuel and a motor if it runs on electricity. Well, that's the motor, way I was brought up. An engine is fueled from inside a motor is fueled from outside all right well there you go we're on the same page on that and that's right we're going to look at some engine and motor tech including a 335 horsepower motor the size of a backpack and they actually even have a drivetrain that will combine two of these things and a gear, gear set I want one of those for my leaf blower. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and, uh, here's, here's and, something. And and some other things, too. A two-stroke gas engine and an emissions-free turbine. A lot of that's, tech there. That's going to be impressive. Uh, and you're probably wondering, I'm, everybody believes they have the worst, uh, including me. What states have the worst pothole problems? I, I think we might be living in two of them. Uh, I dare me. say we would be. <laughs> yeah, so we'll talk about that. And uh, bes- I, have to, I have to cover my ears right now. <laughs> and bespoke upcycling <clears throat> minis. We'll tell, tell you about someone that's building some electric original minis. And uh, I think you'll like that. That's Plus, cool. You have a at-the-wheel review, right? I do. The uh, Miata, well, actually, it's not the Miata. It's the MX-5, the Mazda MX-5 RF. I, I always wondered, it was confusing. They used MX-5, they used Miata. It, it actually is the MX-5, right? It's the, uh, that is the actual uh, name of the vehicle. All right. Well, we're going to have an at-the-wheel review of that. Less is, so stay tuned to Cruise Control. 
Check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com where you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, all that and more. I'm Fred Staub. He's Les Jackson. We'll be right back. Yep. Cruise Control is your on-air automotive magazine. Check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. I'm Fred Staub. Along with me is Les Jackson. Do you remember when the Chevy Bolt came out, Les? You said this is confusing. Uh, Volt. Bolt. Remember the Volt, of course, was the extended range electric exactly. vehicle. It had, yeah, But they couldn't. They they were the marketing people were sort of incapable of explaining it, and they managed to confuse the public into thinking that it only would go forty miles. Yeah, I remember that. It, it oh, was boy. It, it was Just, really confusing to yeah. what they did. So anyway, the Bolt, of course, uh, is a. There's two versions of it. There's the EV, which is like a four door sedan, and then right. there is the EUV, which is like a, a small. SUV just came out. Of course, it has a problem. There were battery fires because LG Chem that built the batteries for them. Right. Not Chevrolet's fault. Had a big problem. They caught fire. They had to be parked outside. Well, it looks like the Bolt will be bolting from the (laughs) uh, Chevrolet lineup. Uh, We don't know this for sure, but... New vehicles are on the way. It's based on old battery technology. The name has been ruined by the fact that uh, they had these battery fires. Hard to explain to people that it is not the car. It is the battery supplier that, um, you know, put these batteries together and, and did them incorrectly. But it looks like they're going to be doing away with that. Fairly soon, as you know, production stopped on the on the Chevy Bolt for a long time. That's right. Uh, what and, do you suppose they are planning to build on that assembly line instead? Uh, they are building Silverado EVs. Well, of course, uh, <laughs> there's no that, need for small sedans. Everyone that, well, should spend a hundred thousand, right? They they that well that's their new corporate motto. We want you to pay. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 frankly, um, with the excitement about electric trucks, uh, why wouldn't you do that? But here's the deal. They are bringing out the EV Equinox, which they say will yeah. be a um, will be a, a 30, 30 to thirty five thousand dollar vehicle. Uh, and that is Ultium based. That is the new battery packs that they're using. Uh, and then Mary Barra talked this week about a sub $30,000 electric vehicle. She says that's a space that no one is playing in. People like Tesla and others, Rivian, are just going for high-end, high-cost yep. vehicles. So they are going to be bringing out something that is Ultium-based, and it is sub 30000 So all of that I'm- adds up to the Bolt is going away. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the Ultium architecture. I 
I think it's well thought out. Yeah. And they're not going to keep building the bolt on the old on the old battery platform. Obviously, that no. hasn't done well. The name is damaged. Unfortunately, I mean, to me, this is the electric vehicle that a lot of people would get into. Uh, with all the incentives on that, you can get it for around $25,000. Uh, they even had a small EUV, which wasn't that much different. Sort of the back was squared off. It had Super Cruise available back when we had chips to put into vehicles, which which yep. meant it was uh, <laughs> uh, a, a semi-autonomous vehicle. Um, and I just thought it was a good-looking little vehicle that did not cost an arm and a leg and was a great way to tip your toe into electric vehicles. Good range. One of the first vehicles to get, I think, 250-mile-plus range. Um, but... I think it makes sense probably to get rid of it now. The name is damaged. The battery packs yeah, and, are old. And they weren't really making any uh, significant profit on them. No, it, it was more of a, uh, a compliance car in many ways. Um, but, uh, you know, I think we will see it go away. I think we will have more options. Uh, I'm glad to hear that they're thinking of sub $30,000 options. Uh, because you know, that's right. Let's face that's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, right now though, the assembly line where bolts are being made will be turned into production for the Silverado EV, which is a hundred thousand dollar plus vehicle. (laughs) I, you know, it bothers me that we're getting accustomed to constantly saying this is a hundred thousand dollars. That's a hundred thousand dollars. Well, Look look at this. Look at just just talk about getting accustomed to it, right? Chevrolet Silverado EV has over 110,000 reservations right now. Of course, that doesn't mean they'll buy it, but it well, but, it's, but they put you know, money down, right? Yeah. Uh so it's catching up slowly, but it's catching up to the Ford Lightning. And the GMC Hummer EV has 59,000 reservations right now Mm. so uh that's a lot of a lot of money these vehicles that they will be great i'm sure but still a lot of money um and it's good to see that they are thinking about less expensive vehicles now uh one vehicle uh it's it's hard to believe less but there's a yet another gm vehicle going away the chevy spark the least expensive vehicle right now in the U.S. It's only 14000 and change. But we'll talk about that when we come back on Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. I'm Fred Staub. He is none other than Les Jackson. We will be right back, so stay tuned. Cruise Control. And welcome back. Welcome back. Well, we're still on General Motors and we're still on Chevrolet. That's right. Uh, But this time, uh, we're going to lose another Chevy car, of course, because we never lose SUVs. And that's the Spark. (laughs) Now, the the Spark uh, is a little hatchback. If you've seen them, you, you you know what they are. Yeah. They've also been the least expensive Chevy. That's right. Um, 
but it doesn't matter. You can't buy. <laughs> you won't be able to buy one. 14595 uh, 14, That's right. That's including the 995 destination charge. And uh, plus the added dealer markup uh, of $11,000. Fifty <laughs> percent <laughs> uh, market adjustment. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, anyway, it's going to go away. Yeah. And um, that's going to bring the tracks uh, to be the least expensive, which is not a bad deal, actually. No. And then, of course, the only car left in the Chevrolet lineup besides the Spark is yep. the Malibu. And that is already going away. I'm surprised it's still here. It's uh, I am going too. away in 2025. Which is uh, just three years away, 1,000 days away. And we will have no cars made by Chevrolet. You know, I, well, I'm not going to, I'm just not going to harp on it. No, uh, but, uh, but I think it's short sighted. Yeah. But, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll see yeah. what, you know, they'll, they'll bring out like a crossover that's lower and call it the sleek new look. Right. Exactly. And sleek. It'll be, <laughs> it'll be a yeah. sedan. <laughs> yeah. It'll, it, but they'll never use the word sedan again right it will become like station wagon you can't say station yeah. wagon even though that's what a lot of the it's gonna it'll SUVs be called are. a family non-utility vehicle <laughs> as long as there's a uh, kayak involved i am in <laughs> of course because well, I the universal universal symbol of active lifestyle yep. mm -hmm. buyer it, I mean, it, it just has – you have to walk around with a kayak. That's that's the way it is. It is sad, though. You think of all the great names of Chevy cars that are gone. Uh, Impala, yeah. Caprice, eventually Malibu, Chevelle, Nova. Uh, they're all gone, and I yeah. don't see them coming back anytime soon. Uh, maybe, maybe electric – maybe that's one way to look at it. Electric vehicles will give us an option to um, – to bring back some of these great names. There's someone on on the web talking about bringing back Electra, which makes total sense for Buick because it's got electric in in the name. But Oh, absolutely. And that's a great name. It's been around for, gosh, 50 years. Yeah, always been a, a vehicle of style and luxury and that. So who knows? Maybe that, that will be a good, good thing to happen. Just don't make it numbers and letters because that means nothing. We can't even keep track yep. of it, and we talk about this stuff every week. So someone going in to buy a vehicle is not going to be able to keep track of that, I'm sure. But uh, sad to see the Spark go, Les. Uh, not a bad little car for $14,000. No, to be, honest, to be honest, I rarely ever see one on the road. Uh-huh. Um, you know, it's, it's not something uh, that they sold a lot of, but... Still, it has a, a great place, a terrific first car for somebody kid in high school or that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. If they're not if, if they're not getting the F one fifty Raptor as a present, that's that's what they're that's what they all want now. <laughs> 
Exactly. Man, you sound like such an old guy. That's what those kids I want. Just, <laughs> Get off my lawn. You know, to me, to me, you know, a pickup truck in an urban area is not a practical thing to drive. I, I just, you know, what, what can I say? You you're, can't park You're it. saying it's like, hey, I need a shovel, so let me buy a backhoe. <laughs> Precisely. I need to dig a fence hole post, so let me get a I, backhoe in here. <laughs> I, you've nailed it. That's well, perfect. Well, yeah, it's, uh, it is unfortunately a trend, uh, but that's what people want. So the market goes where yeah. people want. I mean, I'll be honest, uh, lately in the winter weather, I do need all wheel drive. I would, my next vehicle will have all wheel drive in it. I would not buy one without it now. So. Absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, people need it. Uh, it's great technology. So of course, uh, but most people don't need a, you know, a six foot bed and a 33 inch wheels, uh, or tires, um, how about a big stack coming out of the uh, bed? They probably need that, right? Yeah, a big yeah. exhaust stack. You need uh, that. I, so yeah, carrying a you know a um any of these small tractors or whatever. But but you know people um, tend to do what their friends do. Well, let's face it too. Everyone else is in an SUV or CUV. Now yep. you're in the parking lot, you go to back out, you're in a car, you think you, you feel like you're underneath the pavement, you can't see. Yep. So it one thing leads to another and things get bigger, bigger, bigger and taller and taller and taller and till we're all back into the uh, Bigfoot lifted truck era. So <laughs> it's it's inevitable. Yeah. Uh, but you would think, you know, I just went by a gas station yesterday. It was 4.55. Wow. Per gallon, and I'm thinking, man, if I had a pickup truck, uh, that's frightening. It is. It's a, it's well, a, well, but you know, people allocate funds the way they want to allocate funds, and hey, there are a lot of people that want it, so they they make the accommodation in their budget to to pay for it. But yep. hey, let's uh, let's talk a little technology here, Les Koenigsegg. It's a it's a high end. Uh, kind of um esoteric brand uh they of course do uh, all kinds of high power hypercars uh right now they build one the jamera which has 1700 horsepower output from a twin turbocharged two liter three-cylinder engine that's dubbed the tfg the friendly giant that with three electric motors <laughs> Uh, that is that is pretty crazy, right? Well, well, let's say you wanted something hmm. a little less crazy than that. They've come up with the Quark E motor. It is ultra light, ultra compact, just four point four inches long, and it's sixty six pounds. I said earlier that it was thirty six pounds. Sixty six pounds. It produces three hundred and thirty five horsepower, four hundred and forty two pound feet of torque. Hmm. measures about 12 inches tall, 13 inches wide, and 4.4 inches long. It's Well, you know, it's funny. When they call it long, we call it deep. Deep, okay. Thick, you know, wide. Um, well, but, but look at this thing. Now, they can package it together in something they call the Terrier 
drivetrain. That's two of these motors set up to output through axles with a gear train, right? And so you get three th- 335 horsepower times two in this small electric package that can be basically mounted on an axle. That's crazy. Look at that. It is. It's very, very uh, advanced thinking. Yeah. I would like, I tell you what I like to buy. I told you, I'd still like to build one of those factory five uh, tube frame street rods and put one of these in the front and one of these in the back. How would that be? That would be cool. You know, it would fit in anything. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, it'd be, and you know, think about uh, having an old XKE that absolutely uh, was basically 800 pounds of engine and transmission. Throw <laughs> this this thing in, and it's a hundred we'll horsepower right back more on cruise control. We are live every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast episode information. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. I'm Fred Staub. Along for the ride is Les Jackson as well. We're here every week to take you on a ride around the automotive industry. If you're buying a new vehicle or used vehicle, of course, we've got the information for you. And sometimes we like to look into the future and different ideas that are out there. We were just telling you about the Koenigsegg uh, Quark engine and their Terrier drivetrain. Right. Uh, incredible package, uh, 335 horsepower out of one motor. The Terrier uh, drivetrain packs a gear train and two of those motors and in into a package that's probably less than 300 pounds. What's the average V8 weigh? Less, about 500, uh, 600 pounds? D- cl- typically between four and 600, yeah. uh, depending on the displacement. Yeah, so... This can be placed anywhere, of course, and it can be, um, you could put a battery pack anywhere. You just run yep. the wires to it's, it. Pretty, pretty cool. This has the inverter and in, it's all, it's all set to go. It's the ultimate crate motor. <laughs> it is a crate motor. Of course, we don't know what this thing costs. No, um, and it's just being developed. But, but, but think about this. If they do it, other people will do it and it will become commonplace yeah i mean now the technology is patented so people can pay royalties if they want to build their own i believe they were saying they were going to share it they didn't care they did say they well but they're they're going to expect payment uh maybe maybe not maybe they're doing it like an open source thing i don't know we'll have to see we'll have to see but i tell you koenigsegg is doing some interesting things and uh yeah, I I could see this. You know, it's it's a very interesting uh, concept what they've come up with. Now, let's talk about you know the internal combustion engine is not dead. Matter of fact, some manufacturers, BMW this week said they feel it it should stay around, but maybe it doesn't have to stay around the way we're accustomed to with connecting rods, crankshafts, and pistons. Um, let's talk yep. about this. I've always been a fan of these turbo uh, turbine engines. But there's a new one out there now. Uh, it is a 25,000 RPM turbine engine. And we put put this up on our Facebook page to explain it. So if you're near 
your phone or yep. your computer, follow along. That It's a post on our Cruise Control Radio Facebook page. Uh, a small firm in Wichita, Kansas, is uh, building something they call the Omega-1 turbine engine. And uh, it is a engine that weighs about 35 pounds but can produce 160 horsepower, 170 pound-feet of torque. It will idle at 1,000 RPM but redline at 25,000. Woo! Hold on to that, man. Wind, <laughs> wind it out, man. <laughs> That's right. You can uh, stack these engines if you want more power. And uh, it it has a lot of technology in it. By uh, employing a simple rotational setup, the creators claim that the loss of power through friction is minimized. Emissions are brought down by creating a system where only the synchronization gears and bearings need lubrication, which means there's no cross-contamination with oil. And it is just a lot simpler than a piston engine. Of course, uh, that's why it can turn up those high speeds because you don't have the valve train and all that to, that's to move right. around. Um, and it's it's just axial. You're not changing direction. Yeah. I, I think it's 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 an interesting concept. Um, once again, it could be used as a range extender. It could be used in trucks, um, and they sound cool, don't they? they? Sound like a jet engine. So I think it's um, again. We have no idea what this thing costs, but the fact that it's that efficient um, and spinning up that high, and they claim the emissions are much lower. Yeah. So uh, just another thing to get you thinking. And then yep. in our uh, uh, hat trick world of engine technology stories on today's cruise control, let's talk about Mazda. They have developed a two-stroke engine, uh, not two-stroke like your weed whacker. Like, like Briggs and Stratton. Yeah, more, <laughs> li more like the uh, Detroit diesel two-stroke. Right. Um where they used to, they had the great saying, every stroke is a power stroke. And what's interesting is um, they're thinking about bringing this out as, I guess, a gas-powered uh, non-spark plug engine. So sort of like a diesel without the diesel fuel. And it uses a scavenging blower to uh, blow out the exhaust, just, just like a two-stroke Detroit diesel does. Right. And uh, CarBuzz discovered this. So they they have their person in the patent office uh, that uh, they're looking at ways to improve the efficiency of internal combustion. And this is one of their highly efficient two-stroke engines. Interesting. Now, you, you and I had a company on a number of years ago that built the two-stroke engine. Uh, and they talked about this as a way to extend the life of internal combustion engines. Yeah, that's right. So uh, it looks like Mazda is looking at this as well. It could be used as a range extender as well. So a lot of lot of talk going on there. That's a lot of engine tech to handle, uh, whether you like it electric or fueled by some source of fuel. We don't know what, but it's all there. Uh, interesting stuff. Who knows what the future holds? You and I agree it doesn't necessarily have to be all electric, does it? No, it it 
like like energy uh, production, it's going to be a combination of just a whole bunch of technologies, some of which um, haven't even been thought of yet. Yeah, um, you you look so you look at too cool. what what Porsche is doing with uh, they're starting to make synthetic fuel, which is something people have talked about since World War II, but that could be an option too as well. Basically, take all the uh, polluting uh, aspects of fossil fuels out and create your own cleaner chemical structure there. That's right. Yeah. So uh, I think you have to look at it sort of like heating your house. Not everyone heats with oil. Some people have natural gas. Some people have electric. Some people have geothermal. But it's kind of good to mix it all up and get all the technologies out there and then the technologies continue to develop. And uh, as as the uh, one person from BMW said, if you give up on internal combustion engines completely, you lose that technology to, you know, the rest of the world. So you have to keep developing it. Um, are you going to make carbureted V12 engines? No. <laughs> but could Not you, likely. But could you make this uh, turbine engine, let's say, or two-stroke um engine of some kind from Mazda. Yes. So interesting, interesting stuff going on. Uh, this was, uh, one of the more intriguing stories, you know, this vehicle here gotta be the oh, yes. ugliest vehicle out there. Well, but ugly in a, an extremely practical, familiar way. Well, here's the problem with this vehicle. Uh, Postmaster General Louis DeJoy ordered these vehicles. Guess what the mileage is on them? Miles per gallon. Oh, gee. I guess it's going to be much lower than... 8.6 miles to the gallon with air conditioning running. That's for a brand new clean sheet design. It gets worse fuel economy than the Ram 1500 TRX or Bugatti Chiron. So, Hmm. uh, and it is ugly. So uh, the problem is they really, I, they average vehicle drives, um, postal vehicle drives about 127 miles a day. Would be perfect for electric, wouldn't it? It would be perfect for electric. Um, and of course, we're, the questions are going to be asked. Why, uh, why were these ordered? Who did the analysis of them? I think, here's my feeling. They should have just bought something off the shelf and modified it, even if it wasn't didn't have all their parameters, like the Ford E-Transit, um, which gets 126 miles of range. You could do right-hand drive. They build it with right-hand uh-huh. drive. You know, FedEx and Walmart are using GM's bright drop EVs. A- Amazon will use Rivian vehicles. But there's no way... They said, well, we'll convert them to electric. There's no way to convert them. They, the manufacturer, Oshkosh, not, no, has no Not interest. economically. So I still think they would have been better with something off the shelf, use a right-hand Ford yep. e-transit uh, van. You know, maybe you modify it a few, a little bit. But I didn't think they needed to build something from scratch. But uh, hey. Well, uh, your your tax dollars at work. (laughs) That's right. And DeJoy has a has a history of of uh, business dealings that are questionable. So (laughs) 
we don't know what the inside story is. It doesn't matter. That now, to to be fair, it their mileage is slightly better than the existing fleet. Great. Now <laughs> we're up to 1992 instead of 1991. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. Hey, more cruise control coming up. Les has an at the wheel review of the MX-5. Stay tuned. Cruise Control is your on-air automotive magazine. Check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com. Cruise Control. Welcome back to Cruise Control. Hey, guess what? What? Uh, I I am going to give an at-the-wheel review of a much-loved vehicle. Okay. It's a journalist's favorite, I would say. That's right. It's, it's the... It's the Mazda MX-5, which, of course, people in this country have always called Miata. Um, and Mazda does, on, on the on the window sticker, they do say Miata uh, Club RF. Uh, now, RF means uh, retractable fastback. Oh, all right. Yeah, that that's cool. It has what they call the flying buttresses. In yeah, it's which I love that look. I always have, no matter what kind of car has it. Always a good look. It's just a great look. Uh, it, it looks it looks fun. It looks active. Yeah, <laughs> it makes the car look longer, and that's a good thing with the Miata. That's right. That's right. It, it smooths the lines out. Anyway, uh, of course the the Miata. Uh, has been around since 1989. Wow. Or 90. But the fact is they've sold s- several million. It's the best true basic sports car uh, ever built. Wow. That's uh, a big t- statement, Les. Well, but it's true. It took over from the British sports car um, Genre. era. Yeah. Of the uh, 50s and 60s and 70s. Uh, it did everything right. In fact, they even made the exhausts uh, sound like British sports cars. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this particular one is uh, poly metal gray, which is gray. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, it's made out of metal. And it's made out of metal, and it's uh, black. And by the way, the Miatas—you uh, would think that they're that as many as they sell that they'd be built in different parts of the world, but they're not. They're all made in Japan. Wow! Um, and it uh, has a Sky Active two-liter four-cylinder, as it has always had a four. Um, Six-speed uh, automatic. Now, of course, you can get a stick. For those four people who still know how to drive a stick. Fourteen <laughs> percent, uh, by the way, of the oh, US know, population much, knows that they might not be driving one, but they know. But they know fourteen percent. Well, right. there you go. My last two uh, press cars were manuals. I, I just I uh, thought it was amazing. It it is amazing. Um hundred and eighty one horsepower. Remember back in the early two thousands when the Mazda speed was 180 horsepower. I like that one. Uh, very quick, very mm-hmm. quick. So, uh, you know, it's just well done. Um, 17 inch alloy wheels, um, 205, uh, 45, which is low profile series tires, their performance. This is all about performance. It's not about going to the grocery store. Um, and taking the kids to school, unless you have just one kid, 
because mm -hmm. that's how many seats you've got. <laughs> um, and all of the lights are LED as opposed to what it used to be. Now, th this thing is just uh, nicely loaded itself. Uh, this particular one uh, it comes this way. It, it doesn't really have any, any options. Uh, it's just the RF club RF, as they call it. Club is just the uh, trim level. Okay. So what do you get? You get leather seats. Uh, you get, uh, of course, uh, cruise, uh, Bluetooth cruise controls. You get, uh, the leather wrapped everything. Um, you get door locks, door windows, paddle shifters. When's the last time you've used paddle shifters, Fred? Um, very, very rarely. They are there. But if They're it's there. one of those things, if they said, well, you know, no one uses them, we'll take them off, there would be an outcry. To be honest, I usually only use them when I accidentally hit one. Mm -hmm. And then I'll run through the gears and then stop using Flappy paddles. Exactly. Uh, has a nice Bose sound system in it, nine speakers, okay. which is a small car. Yeah. <laughs> so nine speakers is a lot of speakers. Uh, and of course, all of the safety features, um, you know, that, that you're going to need, expect uh, from TPMS to blind spot to rear cross traffic alert. You need that because if you're driving this and you're parked in a parking lot between SUVs, you really need as you back out of your space oh, for I this agree. thing to tell you something's coming. Uh, because otherwise you have to just get out and push it. Yeah. Did you uh, uh, put the, the roof down and how fast did it go down? Uh, 11 seconds. Wow. And it's a I'm, hard time. I'm very impressed. Uh, yeah. And and by the way, uh, it, it doesn't sound like a convertible inside. It's much quieter. Not that it's a quiet car. Hard, hard roof and uh, hard yeah. top and insulated, probably. That's right. Exactly. And, and, you know, if it's cold outside, it heats easier. If it's hot outside, it air conditions easier. Right. Um. I really like the glass rear window with its defogger. Mm -hmm. Again, small car, you would expect the plastic window. Um, and all in all, um, it's it's just got everything in, in your, I know you you insist on Android Auto and Apple CarPlay, of course. Uh -huh. um, so how does it drive? Well, it's a, it's a Miata, <laughs> so, <laughs> which, which means... Uh, it is as nimble as you and your reaction speeds and your basic skills will allow it to be. Okay. Uh, it's the ideal car for somebody who wants to drive in a spirited manner. I'm not saying reckless. Spirited. But spirited. spirited yeah. Um, because you can, you can just let it out. It's not overpowered. It won't get you in trouble. Okay. It'll get you through the turns, you know, like a tarantula wearing tennis shoes, but, <laughs> but, uh, you know, but it's not going to go out of control. Of course it has electronic stability control, but just everything about it. It, it's, it really is the ideal car for driving in a sporty way, uh, safely. And it, it just feels like it's going fast. 
Any um, any idea how much weight that roof adds to the vehicle? Um, I don't think very much. It, it's aluminum. It's quite small. I doubt that it's more than twenty pounds. And and the motor though to. Uh, the motors are actually very small. I've seen them. I talked to their engineers when they first brought it out about, gosh, 10 or 12 years ago. Um, and and uh, it uses uh, very, very small components. Uh, some of the, uh, those little, the same um, uh, little uh, shock absorbers or, or uh, gas, uh, gas devices rods. that hold the hood open. Yeah. So uh, it's all very light. Um, anyway, it is not inexpensive. Um, all of this uh, adds up to, and bear in mind, the first Miatas were $14,000 uh, years ago, but those days are over. Uh, this one is 33645 Wow. That is pricey. Plus... 945 destination fee so 34590 it is not inexpensive but what you know what are you going to buy like this for less money yeah it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun you can easily do uh open air driving with it and yep. uh and if it starts to rain you don't have to get out and put the top up uh probably you exactly. can put that top up Although people say you can at 30 miles an hour, I would. Uh, yeah, it. certainly. I, uh, I tried it. I don't ever try to test those to their limits, but I, I put it up at 20 miles an hour. It was fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I never wanted to test it. Cause I thought, what if it, I, I bend, don't wanna, what if it's something yeah. bends and I can't get it down? It would be very exactly. embarrassing, you know? So well, there you have it. The Miata or MX five RF nice car. Good deal. We appreciate it. We'll uh, see you down the road. Take care. Bye. Cruise Control streams live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us live on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information.